Greetings, peasants. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim, your dungeon master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. We are back after a very short hiatus. Thank you, everyone, for your patience. I hope this episode, where lots of stuff happens, makes up for it. In the background, you might hear some faint noises that sound like hiccups at some times. Uh, that's because there's a baby in the room. Don't worry, it does belong to a couple people in the group. I won't say who, but a few of our party members have decided to create a human being, and that human being is mostly asleep in the room with us uh, in this particular instance. Uh, so you might hear a few uh, baby sounds. And you might be thinking, wow, that two-week break was a really quick turnaround time for creating uh, a human baby. Well, in actuality, we uh, stopped playing for about two or three months the first handful of our episodes were uh, recorded closer to the beginning of the year, so that's what's been going on behind the scenes. Overall, it's not intrusive at all, but just uh, just a heads up that you might hear a few sounds and be like, what is that? Yeah, it's a, it's a little baby. Mostly asleep, sometimes hiccuping. As I said, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this episode, and in the next few episodes, there's going to be some big stuff happening, and we're going to be talking about it in the... Knights and Nerds Dungeon Master only group. We're going to be talking about all the uh, spoiler details. So if you want to get in on that, and if you don't mind the entire plot of this campaign being ruined for you, you can go ahead and join the group. It's on our Facebook page. Just click on groups and request to join. And yeah, uh, at times even I ask for suggestions for things that I'm planning. So you can help me out, help me out with planning stuff. I also want to say thank you to Derek for recommending us on Facebook. Much appreciated, Derek. You can do the same if you're enjoying these. You, listener, can do the same. If you're enjoying these episodes, and I really hope that you are, if you're with us this far, probably you are in some way, you can toss us a rating or review on iTunes or Facebook or elsewhere. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter is at Nights and Nerds. Our Facebook page is Nights and Nerds Podcast. Or if you want to support us in a different way, you can go over to my website, thingstimwrote.com slash books, where I have a few fantasy books that you can check out. They are inexpensive and also pretty good. Did you know that if you go to iTunes or Amazon or Kobo and download the first book in my trilogy, there's a link in the beginning of that book that will allow you to download the second book in the trilogy for free. So you can get two books for free. And if you like the first two, you can buy the third one. Or you can do none of those things and just listen. That's fine, too. All right, that's enough talking from me. Let's rejoin our heroes. Let's rejoin Candace, Katie, Matt, and Tom, otherwise known as Fiance, Vanna White-Helsing, Spruce Lee, and Gilladob Fabblestabble. All right, a quick recap. Moderately quick. While making your way deeper, trying to find the ruins, you encountered some Iron Guardians scouting the tunnels immediately before you were found by the Fathoms fighters who took you to their encampment and confiscated your weapons. You found out that the leader of this particular Fathoms Fighters detachment, an elf named Rainer, had a hidden agenda and decided you should escape as quickly as possible. At Ketvar's suggestion, you remember Ketvar Kiaro, mm -hmm. you managed to nab some magical items from the armory while Gildob sent a familiar into Rainer's tent and took possession of a magic parchment and quill similar to the kind used by Martin the Cloak to communicate with his agents. With the help of Spruce Lee's friend Ketvar Kiaro and a human named Seth, the detachment's second-in-commander, you lured Rainier away from the encampment where Seth offered him surrender, but you ended up hitting him until he died. After the fight, Seth posited that Rainier and perhaps a small number of other Fathoms fighters were loyal to Ulrich Berhart, the son of the slain former ruler of Iterin, since the end of the War of Ashes, Ulrich and his followers, who call themselves Bearheart's Brigade, have been trying to undermine Clara so that he can reclaim power. After this brief history lesson, you were about to set off down another tunnel to continue on your way towards the ruins, which is where we begin. Does anybody want to say anything to Kedvar or Seth before you guys actually are gone? All right, I have a question. Is Are these guys like the Fathoms Fighters and Kedvar and, and Seth, are they all fully aware of what's going on up top? Uh, yeah, more or less. Perhaps they're not, like, totally up to speed on, like, the the various daily occurrences, but they know that Kalir is gone. They know that Agarand is in control. I do. I just want to mention maybe to Ketvar, I can't remember her name now, the, the friend of mine, the elf. Elasha. Elasha, yeah. I want to maybe just mention 
her because she's still just in the city outside the the Warriors Alliance and looking for a way to kind of either get in or or help or something and that she's still loyal to to that so maybe just make him aware of it in case he's not going to stay down here at least he has an ally when he goes up there someone to look for we're heading into the unknown deeper tunnels here but if we end up trying to come back is the the camp they have going to be secured like we kind of left in a hurry Seth says, well, what I'll do is I'll see if I can get rid of these. And he points to the bodies and he says, I'll I'll say that they were killed in a tunnel collapse or something like that. I don't think it would go over well to the men if they knew that I had. I don't think they would understand what happened. It would not be good for morale. So with Rainer out of the way, I'm in charge. Congratulations on your promotion. (laughs) Sorry for (laughs) sorry again for luring you into a dead end, but. I felt it had to be done. Yeah, it wasn't our dead end. They, I think we already at, we talked to them kind of previous to this about about if they knew any kind of like any of, of the way to go deeper, and they don't really go past this depth, right? So they're not really familiar with it. Yeah, at this point, they just stop other things from coming up. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're heading into the unknown territory, so there's not much we can do to prepare. Seth tells you when you head down that that other tunnel, you're going to come to a large fall. You can't miss it, but it's it's there to prevent larger creatures from coming up. It looks like there's no way across. Feel along the right-hand wall until you find the tunnel. It's covered by an illusion just wide enough for one person at a time to go through. It goes around through the wall. Also watch out for the pressure plate and the big spikes. Those are there to kill large monsters, and they do frequently. So watch your step. You make your way down a winding tunnel, navigating the narrow passageway and carefully bypassing a number of obstacles in place intended to prevent other things from these shadowy depths from entering the encampment. So you pass obstacles like stockades and palisades and stuff like that, right? Uh, Like you can navigate them pretty easily because you're just like you're going quickly but carefully. The final trap you see is a pressure plate in the ground connected to a set of deadly iron claws embedded in the tunnel ceiling, ready to skewer whatever unfortunate creature might step on the plate. Shortly after, you come to a large pit which interrupts the tunnel, 60 feet across, over 100 feet down. At the bottom, you can see a row of spikes and decaying carcasses and bones of various monstrosities. Does Vanna have her drift globe going at all times now, or are you using torches? Um, yeah, I think I'll probably use my globes, yeah, since I'm blind as hell. So you guys sort of, well, one of you, I don't know who, I'm assuming maybe Giladab with superior dark vision. After a couple minutes of, of just padding along the wall, you feel a section just your hand go through and you stick your head through this illusory portion of the wall. And within a few minutes, you guys have gone through this narrow hidden tunnel that goes through the wall out the other side and you leave the encampment behind you. You travel on and on into the darkness. You see the occasional set of footprints which intermittently cross your path from other branching passageways, though who made them and when are unknown to you. After many hours of slow and difficult progress, you finally make camp. You guys had been going basically, you had taken one long rest since you went underground. You had been going for hours until you gave, uh, until you came to all those, like the trap room, the Iron Guardians, um, so it's been a, a fair length of time since you've had a long rest. So here we will go. You guys rest. You hit a couple milestones, namely handling the dilemma with the Fathom's Fighter. So you guys are now level five. <laughs> to be clear, those are like human footprints, not some sort of monster tracks or something. Yeah, humanoid footprints. Can I get you guys to maybe share with each other what your new abilities are. I get to, oh, Bruce gets to make an extra attack. So I get two attacks now on each turn, which is nice because with my 
uh, way of the Kensei, I can spend a key point to use Flurry of Blows as a bonus action, which means I could actually potentially make four attacks on each turn. Um, and then I also get Stunning Strike, so I can use a key point as a bonus action to try and stun someone that I hit with a melee weapon. Um, Gilladob has been really thinking about uh, his dagger, and I've learned to both stab better with higher damaging sneak attacks and be stabbed for less with uncanny dodge. So I'm, you know, better attack and better dodge. Stab better and get stabbed better. Yeah, yeah. All in all, that was a nice improvement. Uh, I also learned some spells. I can shoot colors at people to blind them now, as well as put them to sleep, which we know has been quite deadly so far. (laughs) And um, I have a new booming blade spell. Causes some... uh, thunder damage. I can go next. Um, So yeah, I also get two attacks, and I learn spells. So I have Zone of Truth, I have Pass Without a Trace, um, Spike Growth. So uh, level five, I get Font of Inspiration. During a long or short rest, I regain all my Bardic Inspiration. And then I've taken on Major Image, which will be fun for tricky people in the future. Okay, so everybody should be at full hit points, full spell slots, all that stuff. You exit the wall, you kept going for a while, a long while. You found a safe spot to make camp, you rested. So this is now the beginning of the third day you've been underground. Gilladob, when you wake up, you notice, or you had noticed at some point that there was some some kind of movement in your bag, in your satchel, and you take out the parchment from Martin, and it says, Dragonborn secured body of doppelganger. Well, I appreciate the report. I'll write a little message back thanking him for the information. I don't know how much information we want to tell him. Maybe just, um, yeah, still underground. (laughs) We'll be able to return for a little bit still. Invigorated, you set off once more through the tunnels. You continually pass other branching passageways, always following that which appears to be descending further into the depths. You find more footprints clearly left by more than one individual. Within the first few hours, you come across something that was recently alive. So yeah, Gilladob, assuming that you're still in the lead, you see up ahead what look like um, like something humanoid laying on the ground. Hmm. Uh, any signs of breathing? Uh, no, you can see that there are like rats around it. Oh, that's not a good sign. Um, I would... Warn the group, guys, we've got something uh, fresh kill up here. We should be very cautious. Keep aware. And I guess we should go check out exactly what this thing is. You don't detect any danger, really. But you go up to it, and it looks like there's actually remains of two bodies that you can see. If you want, you can make some kind of a nature check to see if you can identify them. But just looking at them, they have kind of this... Like, they're not human. They have sort of leathery, scaly skin, webbed feet, like, almost look like some kind of cross between, I don't want to say frog, but something amphibious. Interesting. Uh, yeah, might as well make a uh, yeah, nature check. Sure. Vanna, you're a, a hunter, and you might have some knowledge of this kind of nature stuff. Yeah. I think Gilladog would ask you for, for assistance in identifying the creature. Yeah, I'll take a look and see if I so can... can I do a help her. roll for hers? And just assist her and identify? Because my nature's not that great. Sure. So you can roll with advantage. So it's 17. This is a creature called a troglodyte. And they are native to the Underdark. But you find it odd to see them here, Gilly? Since... To your knowledge, there has been no clear passage from this realm to the Underdark since the War of Ashes. You had initially thought uh, that it was a result of just the sheer cataclysmic damage done by the war, but you know, after this experience you've had with Elwyn, start maybe think that it was seeing as it's kind of its own plane. Maybe think that it's because of his barrier that you can't get there. Yeah. Because there's being underground, and then there's the Underdark. Like, it's more than just being below the surface. It's, mm-hmm. So the fact that they're here is a pretty big deal. 
and they're not just one-off like singular monsters if, if one or two of them are dead here it could be likely that those footsteps we were seeing behind is the rest of them like normally they're a whole society right looking at these creatures feet you can kind of safely say that the footsteps you saw they were heading in the direction that you're heading in were not troglodyte footprints okay but still if there's two there's probably more something else that you notice regarding the manner of death that these things had like there are like one of them has an arm cleaved clean off one of them has like a stab wound right through it it was weapons clearly somebody went at this these two with a sword pretty efficiently so good news and bad news is someone's killing these troglodytes which is kind of good the bad news is those someone might want to kill us so we don't just have the troglodytes to worry about might be some filthy humans as well. Are you take exception to that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Excuse me? And it's a Excuse translation me? thing. So. <laughs> you keep going miles and long hours later. You begin to hear the sound of water. Rushing water. Uh, those creatures are pretty aquatic, right? Amphibious, yeah. Amphibious, that's mm. the word. I just emphasize rushing. I can't remember what I've edited in and edited out, but... Candace was busting my balls about Russian water. (laughs) (laughs) Soon you can see the tunnel ahead end as it opens into a large cavernous area with a number of other tunnels exiting into it. Bisecting the length of the cavern is a fast moving ravine about 30 feet wide, which appears to have a steep drop off on your left. Yeah, so uh, Gildam is looking around for the humanoid tracks from the bodies from before as well as any signs of life particularly in any shadowy corners since i know i have good dark vision superior dark vision you could say yeah you could say that Mm -hmm. but you rolled a two yeah and i rolled a two (laughs) so those things didn't happen are you at the tunnel mouth i think we all are yeah. yeah it's a short drop down like like 10 feet you guys can just hop down, but I'd like to know the order in which you're going. And so there's no other options of uh, places to go in this room? Like, there's nothing on the other side of the river? Oh, sorry, yeah, there are other tunnel mouths you can see that, that this place is, is similar to where that Fathom's Fighters encampment was. This is sort of a nexus point for different tunnels. So you can see that there's, you know, at least a half a dozen that you can that you can see that are sort of connected to this cavern. And so we're not exactly sure which way we should go, but the only way that obviously goes lower is the water. Correct. I mean, I, I don't know how everyone's feeling about our progress, but I think we should at least continue to look for signs of uh, other people since we kept seeing them before. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spend some more time to look around. Okay, so what's the order in which everyone's exiting this tunnel? Hmm. I feel like we probably kept the same marching order, though. That's been pretty standard for yeah. how we've been going this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there's Gilly, Faye, Vanna, Spruce. Okay, Gildob, you hop down to the cavern floor. And Faye, as you go to hop down, you are suddenly suspended in midair. Uh, and you feel yourself being lifted upwards. Like, you can feel something sticking to the back of your neck. Okay, so I'm not or your shoulders. Up. I more so thought that I was, like, floating. Oh, yeah, no, something's on you. Can I try and grab this? Like, I'm behind her. Can I try and grab her legs or something? Sure. Uh, maybe we should roll initiative. 22. 8. So that's a 17. 8. Gildob, as you look up... Actually, hang on. What does Faye say when you realize you're being pulled up by something? Crap. <laughs> so Faye says crap. <laughs> you turn around. And you can see... There's gotta be a wittier, like, line for being pulled up by something. This I'm being stupid. elevated to glory where I belong! <laughs> I think I'm scared, but that is great. Uh, you can see a pair of white chitinous claws and a sort of an arachnid face 
with this filament that has caught Faye and is pulling her up. Oh, you got Spider-Man. I figured as soon as he said something sticky was touching my neck. I was kind of uh, picturing some sort of weird frog thing. Uh, It's on the picture. It looks Uh like a lobster Uh, spider. Yep, lobster spider. Looks like a face. So I'm not going to help you anymore. That's gross. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to use Mage Hand as my action, and the Mage Hand will grab one of my daggers, not the Venom dagger. That's my special one. Just a normal dagger, and float up there and attempt to cut the filament. Okay, so go ahead and make an attack roll. I rolled a 19. Okay, yeah. Ooh, I only rolled a 1. It would be plus 4. That is enough to cut this filament. Uh, Faye, can you make a dexterity um, acrobatics awesome. check to see if... I just want to see if you fall flat or not. You see this dagger float into the air, so you kind of know what is about to happen. I rolled a two, but I do have plus five on acrobatics. So that is a seven. <laughs> Still real bad. All right, you're just going to take five points of bludgeoning damage from the fall. Cool. cool you only cool, broke cool. a little bit of your spine. It's okay. Oh, I already have <laughs> negative five there. That was from the last time. I didn't erase it yet. Perfect. The second time I've taken damage this entire game. Nice. <laughs> That's it. Like the Jesus entire campaign. Christ. The entire campaign. Yep. Oh my Holy. god. So I won't feel bad about not giving you a warning before cutting you down. <laughs> I've been unconscious multiple times already. <laughs> Let's talk about Faye's approach to all battles. That's fair. Turn invisible. <laughs> Turn hide, in the <laughs> hide under a desk. Go invisible. <laughs> Slink up against the wall. You can see this creature now emerge a little bit more from its hiding spot. It's it's like the same size of the spiders you fought earlier, but it has like a bony shell. If you to could it. compare it like to the size of another animal. Yeah, what animal would <laughs> what it be? Animal would that be? <laughs> well, I could I could sit here comparing it to animals all day, but it would make me hoarse. Oh. <laughs> Let's not stab horses in the dark. Let's just get back to the <laughs> matter at hand. Yes. Yes, we're doing it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it emerges from its hidey hole, and since you're still right below this thing, it's going to re-extend its filament, and it's going to drag you back up. It doesn't pull you off the ground, but it pulls you to your feet. You can tell this thing's uh, snapping its claws in anticipation. Vanna, your turn. Maybe I'll use my fancy new longsword to, to slash at this filament. Yes, uh, so 18. To hit. Oh, that's a six plus one, so seven. You cut it whenever you're ready, Matt. <laughs> it's your turn. Can I see it from where I am? Or is it like obstructed because of the tunnel over my head? Yeah, you can't really see it from where you are. All right. Uh, I guess I'll hop down. How high off the ground or yeah, off the ground is this thing? Uh, It's about 40 feet up. 40 feet up. Okay. And it looks like it's got like a bony exoskeleton. Yeah. Great. And it's like exoskeleton side pointing towards us. Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay. I mean, I guess I'm just going to shoot it, try shooting it with my longbow. It's going to be 19 to hit. 19, yeah. You okay. managed to get that arrow in between those plates. That's going to be 13 piercing damage. You get to shoot twice now, though, eh? Yes, I do. Second one is uh, 15 to hit. 15 to hit. That arrow just sort of glances off of its plate. Fiance. I had planned on attacking... But after being dragged twice, I feel like Faye's immediate reaction is to turn invisible so that the thing doesn't try and grab her and bring her up again. Doesn't mean I won't do anything else, but this turn I'm going invisible so he doesn't try and grab me anymore. Because for some reason, out of all of the people, this clothing is really liking me. And uh, bardic inspiration for whoever's next. Well, that would be Gilladob. Gilladob, as you're looking up at this thing, you hear over the sound of the water... You can hear sort of these sharp, pointy sounds coming from somewhere. And as you glance around, you can see that there is another one crawling across the ceiling over the water. What is a pointy sound? (laughs) (laughs) I really like it. Point, 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 point. point. (laughs) Like clacking? Yeah. Sorry, it's a clacking, like claws. Clacking sound. Clattering. Yeah, like that. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Yes. I'm just having fun. I know. I was thinking the same thing. A pointing sound. <laughs> That's not why we're here, Katie. <laughs> no fun. So you can see another one of these things 
crossing the cavern ceiling to avoid the water, of course, but it's coming at you. And it's currently over the water? Yeah. All right, I'm going to um, take out my short bow and shoot at the one over the water. I'm going to use, there's a, a d8 that I roll that I can add. Yeah, but I'm going to do that. Roll one <laughs> on that d8 to add to my natural four, but it's plus uh, seven. So a whopping 12. Oh, no, your shot goes wide, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You were super inspired by my very encouraging song. I'm just going to use my movement to um, keep my distance from the oncoming creatures. I don't want to get any sticky webs on my nice reversible purple robe. Spruce, you are out of the tunnel now? Yeah. It's going to filament you, so you are stuck now and you can feel it starting to pull you. Vanna, you're still in the tunnel, I think. Last turn you had cut the filament, but you hadn't jumped down? That's true. You can see Spruce is caught, and you also notice, thanks to your little drift globe, that there's another one of these things coming across the ceiling. Can I do a jump and cut? Can I <laughs> jump and slash at this filament? That would be a seven on my first attack. Uh, nine? It's very difficult to see. Like, it's nearly invisible, this filament, but you miss it twice. Spruce, you must be nervous with this sword just There's a sword flying around. flying over my <laughs> Sorry. head. You didn't successfully cut the filament, and your sword has become stuck to it. You're going to have to make a strength check on your next turn. Sorry, Spruce, it is your turn now. Currently, you're grappled. So I would have to make a saving, throw, what, like a strength check or something, if I wanted to try and get out. It's a strength saving throw. 18? Yeah, you just tear this thing off of your skin, makes a little <laughs> sound. <laughs> I'm going to first just kind of move out from underneath it and ideally not towards the other one, if that's possible. And then I'm just going to try and shoot it again. The same one I shot the first time, try and shoot it again with my longbow. And that's going to be 18. So that'll be 8 piercing. And then I'm going to do that again. And I can use Kensei's shot every turn, right? It's a bonus action. Yeah, all right, I'll use Kensei's shot again. Oh, that was only 14. 14 is not quite good enough. Faye! I, would I know what kind of things they like to eat more often than not? Can make a... Can make a nature check? Nature, nature, nature. Yeah, that's not good. Eight. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to take a stab in the dark. Or, you know, step in a horse in the dark. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's some sort of creature that I think spiders would eat normally, though? Like, I'm using fey knowledge now. Like, not... This is not Candace. Candace doesn't really know what creatures are in the fey wild. Uh, well, I'll say that uh, when you fought the spiders previously, there were a lot of, like, small rodents and bats that were caught in their web. Not just rodents, like, sm smaller animals, I, I suppose. Yes. I'm going to try and tantalize them with something besides us, using major image. I'm going to create... Several large rodents that smell extra delicious because I also get smell and I'm going to have it running closer to them than we are. So you're going to make some rodents going up the wall that that's like up the wall that this thing is on? Yeah, toward like just so like it was screwing around them and the idea being that it would look more tantalizing than we look ideally. Well, yeah, it certainly doesn't like being shot at. Okay, so you do that and then it's back up to... Gilladob, um, you can kind of see, Gilly, that these illusory rodents have appeared. And you can tell that they are distracted and they are... At least the one right in front of you is has sort of shifted its attention. It hasn't had a chance to move yet. And then uh, when I look around at the group, no one's currently attached to filaments or anything. Vena has her sword stuck to its filament right now. But she's still holding on to the sword too, right? Yeah. She okay. a backup she's sword. strong. I'm sure she'll <laughs> pull it out. The skill job will just say, uh, oh, it looks like those stinky rats are working. Maybe we should get out of here instead of fighting these lobster spiders. So I kind of just ask you guys, like, do you want to just run away? Faye's already out, like, running. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your action is your She's agreement going. kind of thing? Yeah. Great. Um, if everyone looks like there's a chance, yeah, do we just, like, jump in the water and get out of here? I'm up for getting out of here while they're distracted, and then I'll just go hide, duck behind a rock. This 
monster turns to go after these rodents. Uh, Ven, I'm going to need you to make your strength check. Seven. Okay. Say goodbye to your sword. Oh, no. And that was a magic one, too. That's the only show. Oh, fuck. It Your takes, sword, and now you don't have it anymore. It takes the sword and crawls away. <laughs> you son of a bitch. That was its turn? That was its turn, yeah. No, oh, that's disappointing. It was a good two times I got to use it. Now you have this friggin' hybrid monster with sword teeth <laughs> roaming around the caves. I really vote for leaving then. Okay, uh, so it'll be Spruce and then Faye. Uh, these things are decidedly turning away from you, going after the easier targets. We do know that the river, there's a waterfall that goes down. Yeah, as you glance to this ravine, you can tell that it's its not like a sheer drop-off, and it's not incredibly high up. It's more of a slanted rock face that this water is, is going down. It wouldn't be that dangerous if you were, wanted to try to go down that way. Alright, I'm going to start heading down that way. I'll say, guys, follow me. Seeing, seeing a magical sword get lost, I'm like, are you, are you cool with the the thing going away? Not particularly, <laughs> no. He's like, yeah, I, I don't know, it looked like a pretty fancy sword. I, you know. Or we could try and kill these things and get it back. Is that one of the things I stole for her? That was the sword that Rainier was using. As you guys are talking, you hear the sword clatter to the ground. <laughs> mm. I'll, I'll go retrieve that. Do you want backup? No, it's okay. He's super stealthy. Yeah, okay. and this is my territory. Can I... Ready my longbow then, just in case. Oh, yeah. sorry, that'd be great. Yeah, ready my longbow. So I'm gonna go stealth, hiding behind small rocks and boulders. Yeah, I've got stone camo, so I have advantage on stealth and rocky terrain. And then I'm wearing my boots of elven kind, so I get advantage on stealth. Uh, and I move completely silently. So let's get her done. Yeah, I rolled an 18, and just because I've gotten all sorts of upgrades. Well, I can roll twice. <laughs> 18 was the best. Yeah, so it's a 28. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, holy shit. <laughs> I get plus 10 to myself now. Neither of them see you, and even your fellow adventurers lose sight of you for a second. <laughs> and you return in a moment with the sword. Hold on Thank to this you. tightness. <laughs> so I'm going to kind of negotiate your way or navigate your way down this sloping rock face that the water's running down. Okay, could everybody make an acrobatics check, please? I got a 21. I got a 7. Yeah, I got a 6. 24. Vanna and Gilly, you're each going to take 5 points of damage. Mm. You, kind of, you kind of biff it on the way down. <laughs> it's my short legs, man. It makes it hard to do rock hopping. <laughs> At the bottom of the waterfall, you are, again, faced with a number of tunnel openings. Nothing else of note that you can see. I think we should take a moment to gather ourselves and do a thorough inspection looking for tracks. I feel like Faye's probably just livid and angry right now because <laughs> she was attacked by a spider. She's now had to jump into the water. You guys are looking at tunnels and I, Faye is just yelling and screaming at how much she hates that she made friends You're yelling you and screaming? <laughs> yes. You need to quiet down. <laughs> I can't. I'm just telling you what I would do. <laughs> I will promptly put my hand over your mouth and be like, shh. Came to this town, you guys. <laughs> I run into these people, and then all of a sudden, I'm in a cave with spiders trying to kill me. As Giladob is looking around for tracks and getting a little nonplussed about the uh, shouting that's going on, you hear what you think at first is an echo, but it's another voice that you hear from one of the tunnels saying, "Like someone out there, I need help." Can I make an insight check to see if it's like? If it sounds like some actually somebody in distress, or if it sure. sounds like somebody trying to lure us. 19? This voice sounds afraid and injured. It's a female voice, and she cries out again. She's like, I'm hurt, I'm really hurt, and I can't move. It's echoing down one of these tunnels. Can we determine which tunnel it's coming from? Yeah, make a perception check if you would like. 23? You know exactly which tunnel it's coming down. I would like to yell down the tunnel... Um, you know, yell, which is a weird thing, but I'll just yell down, what's your name? Here, Lilith. Okay. Is it the demon goddess? No, that's Loth. <laughs> no. The spider goddess the spider, of the drought. Yeah. That would be different. A female voice. <laughs> oh, it's Loth. I would just run. <laughs> Abandon the party. It's Loth. Sorry. I'm just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Um, that makes me feel a, a little bit better. 
I was kind of worrying about some sort of like creepy mimic or something. Uh, but I'm still not rushing to help. I've, I almost kind of look to the party as if like... Yeah, maybe we eh? can kind of <laughs> call down and ask what happened. This is a side note. This is Lilith like, from Facebook who wants to die a certain way. Well, listen. I will not confirm nor deny because... <laughs> If I tell you that this person is on a list, <laughs> you're immediately going to go in and As kill them. <laughs> Just run in and murder them. I want you. I, okay, I took that name from the list, but the other names of people who want to die immediately uh, will be introduced once they're dead. Or they'll say immediately before they're killed. What or they'll have a name tag on. I you, but, but you asked what their name or her name was, so you had to introduce. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure it was an actual person. I was trying to think what kind of question would a monster not be able to answer. She calls back that she was attacked by troglodytes and that she's bleeding out. That sounds plausible. Mm-hmm. Sucks to be her. Faye is like, I am not helping any more people. <laughs> I made friends with you guys to help you out, and here I am in a cave. I think you're right. Maybe you should stay here. We'll go check it out. I like it. <laughs> All right. I, I Gildob goes down the tunnel, walks away from the party. I'll follow behind, yeah. Faye's throwing a tantrum and just crossing her arms and sitting against the rocks. <laughs> Spruce is going to roll his eyes and go down the, <laughs> the tunnel as well. Awesome. Gildob, in the lead, you go through this narrow, winding tunnel to a small cavern area. The ground is thick with rubble and stalagmites. Whatever the ones on the ground, I don't know. Uh, and you can see this drow laying on the ground, and she's covered in blood, and she's trying to pull herself along the ground, but she's so grievously injured that it's exceedingly difficult for her to move. And as you round the corner to see here, she looks up and makes eye contact with you, and then she sees something else, and she's like, Watch out! And you see troglodytes come out from around the corner heading towards you in the tunnel roll initiative i just want to note that when we you you mentioned that we looked at each other yeah there would have been a look of terror on my face for the fact that she was a drow this is not what i was expecting at all and i'm i'm not like welcoming anymore with her like my look of terror to her was equal to the terror for the troglodytes i'd say no there's no reason to be yeah trusting of drow for the record, she called out, I just want to make sure that this got across, that she called out trying to warn you as these troglodytes were, like, melded, camouflaged into the wall. I rolled a seven. For your initiative? Yeah. Woo. Yeah. I got an 18. Same. Okay, Gilly, you're up first. So, the picture here is ugh, drow, whatever. More <laughs> importantly, two troglodytes came out of nowhere and they're like within five feet kind of deal like right next to me yeah immediate melee range the only reason they didn't get a surprise round was because you got a warning i will using my venomous dagger but not the ability just the dagger um use booming blade where i make a melee attack with a weapon and on hit it suffers the normal damage plus uh this extra effect I'll describe if I hit it. Are any of my teammates also involved in this, like, within melee range? Because they were behind me, right? Yeah. Spruce and Vanna would be right next to you, right? Yeah. So was there one... I'm, I'm just trying to think. If one of them is, like, has another teammate next to them and it's a bit of a flank situation, I would target them so that I could get my sneak attack bonus. Um. Well, you'd be sort of either one-on-one or two-on-two. So no, no okay. flanking going on Not right this now. One. It's too Fair. narrow, too yep. narrow for you to do. So that's a twenty-three to hit. Oh my god! Yes. Mm-hmm. I do six damage to it, but now um, it's enveloped in a kind of percussive force, uh, and if it willingly moves until my next turn, it's going to take one d eight thunder damage. So now I will use my bonus action to disengage so that if it wants to mess with me, it's going to have to take a step forward. All right. Vena, 
have never used this before. So would this be like way too tight confines to be using spike growth? She could start it further, far enough back that the range of it only comes up to, your to feet. where they, yeah. you know. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 two, two piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. Now, wait a second. Where, so, where are you casting this? Like, as in back out the tunnel? Down the tunnel? Forward into the tunnel. Forward into the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. Alright, well, it's their turn. The one ahead of you is going to try to move forward. He's going to take 2 points of damage as he moves as he moves through this field of spike growth. And you can roll your d8 for thunder. 7. <laughs> So already wounded, he cuts himself, or it cuts itself, several more times, and then explodes in a shower of gore. <laughs> and Faye, you hear this <laughs> from down the down the tunnel that they went. Wow, that was enough to do it, eh? Uh, the other one, the other one also is going to move forward. It's going to try to bite you and claw at you, nice. Giladab. Do it. Does a 16 hit you? Yep. Okay, so it hits you with one bite and one claw. Okay, so then you're going to take a total of six. You see further down the tunnel that three other troglodytes appear. They were camouflaged behind rocks, and now they are stuck in the middle of the spike growth. One of them tries to run away and, like, cuts itself to pieces and falls down and impales itself on your spikes. Jeez. <laughs> I guess they don't wear shoes, so spiky floors are really <laughs> messing them up. Spruce, one of them has a javelin and is going to throw it at you, and it... I rolled a 19 total. It's going to be seven points of piercing damage. Well, I'm going to use deflect missiles. And a javelin, it can be held in one hand, right? So I actually catch it. Did you reduce it to the point where you didn't take any damage? Yeah, it's one D10 a D10 plus, plus, dex plus dex plus level. And dex plus my level is nine. Oh my <laughs> so God. It's, yeah. Okay, so you caught, the, you so caught I, this javelin. I caught the javelin. So and, dex uh, plus your level is nine. Yeah. And one is the lowest you can roll in it. So anything 10... Damage. That's less. a projectile. I automatically catch it. You can just catch it. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wing it right back. Can you do that on like as a reaction? Yes, I can by spending a key point. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna catch it and whip it right back at him. So it's gonna be 15 to hit. Yeah. And then what is uh? Yeah. What's the damage? What's on the damage on a javelin? Um, I believe I rolled a d6. All right. I could be wrong. Well, that's its javelin. Yeah, that's it's, their makeshift, it's a right? piece of shit javelin. Yeah. So it's going to do 10. Oh my god. <laughs> piece of shit javelin, eh? <laughs> so not only is this thing already injured, starting its turn in these spikes, it throws a javelin, gets caught, and this javelin just immediately flies back out and skewers it, <laughs> pinning it, like stapling it to this stalactite behind it. The last one tries to run towards you in a fit of rage, uh, but it doesn't make it out of the spike area. Faye, you're out hearing this commotion, sort of waiting for the all clear, when you notice three heads poke up out of the water, and these troglodytes oh. come out, out of the water, and they're going to run at you. Do I have to roll for initiative with that? Yeah, you do have to roll for initiative now. Oh. Natural 20! You're first? Yes, I am! <laughs> and I'm running! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to run down the cave, actually, towards my group of friends. Because at that point, I had already heard the first clash. And was standing up and making my way towards the entrance. Mm -hmm. But it had only been a couple seconds. So I'm sure I just stood up and like adjust myself and said, this is what happens when you help people. Do you take an action or are you just moving? I'm doing the dash. And in which I will say, there's some behind us. Okay, well that'll bring us back to Giladab. Giladab was really excited about that amazing feat that uh, Spruce Lee pulled off. Mm -hmm. Not so excited now that you're back. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say Everyone like, loves uh, Faye. And you brought monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to do a quick, uh, maybe a little extra perception. My focus is, as much as I hate to say it, is this drow going to like bleed out any minute now or are they like somewhat stabilized? She's not going to die any second now. She's very hurt, but not... I at least gave a glance over, like, a really judgy, <laughs> you gonna die on me? And it's like, no? Okay. I'll look around for a little short rock that a tiny gnome can fit behind and ready myself with my uh, dagger behind it so that if troglodytes come down, I can pop out and stab them. That's one ready to action. Vanna? I'm gonna ready my longbow, I think. 
Just pointing it down the tunnel, mm-hmm. waiting for them to show their stupid faces. You betcha. Spruce. Okay. So wherever the way that these guys are coming in then, I want to go... Is there like a where the tunnel comes into this room that we're in? Is there like an edge? Does it come, or is like it just basically a straight? Like or maybe a little curve. Or I can kind thing. of hide around the corner. That's what I'm wondering. Wait, is she done spikes though? If it's yeah, can I... She can just remove them. Right? Yeah. I would... You want to drop spikes? Yeah, I don't want them right behind us really, I don't think. Sure, you can drop them. Yeah. What I'm saying is I'd like to try and get in so that when they run past me, I can get an attack of opportunity. Sure. Okay. I was going to read ready major image again and try to put fire between us, but... Are you out of spell slots? Uh, no, I do. I still have one more third. But I'm trying to decide if we're probably not going to get to sleep again because when we're in caves, I have to remember that this one encounter, like what we do tonight, isn't just mm-hmm. it. Like we might not be able to sleep again for like two more encounters. <sighs> Turn myself invisible. Like a fake classic. I think they're going to run into Vanna and Gilly first. You hear them coming around the corner. Are you, which one of the three? They're in single file. The one in the back. All right. I guess it would happen really quickly. I think Vanna would see the one in the lead before you got a chance to stab the one in the back. So uh, mm-hmm. can you give me your longbows? So that was 16 plus 8, so I'm guessing that went okay. Yep. <laughs> and um, 21. Okay. Roll damage, please. 10. 10. You put down the first two. Oof, wow. Can you make your sneak attack on the last one? Oh, yeah. Jeez. It's like saving Private Ryan. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Except with monsters. Oh, that is a great elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 16 to hit. Yes. Nine damage from the dagger. <laughs> Double one. <laughs> Snake eyes. 14 total damage. How do you how do you attack this thing as it runs by? Well, their feet seem pretty weak, so I'd probably just <laughs> slash off one of its feet. <laughs> <laughs> you slash off one of its feet, and it just pitches forward and, like, hits its head off of a rock, and it's completely, <laughs> like, it twitches once, and it's dead. <laughs> Swoosh. I don't know. I felt like having a line after that. <laughs> That's what Giladov actually says. Swoosh. It's like, what is the sound a sword makes when you swing it through the air? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The area is quiet except for the, I guess, sound of like blood dripping from <laughs> eviscerated bodies. And Lilith in the process of dying? Yeah. She's hurt. We should probably talk to her. Uh, she's a drow, right? So she's from the Underdark? I don't know. Ask her. <laughs> but yeah, you know you know that. Yeah. Hey, girl, where are you from? I mean, I'm an elf. I would know. <laughs> I would know about elves. <laughs> Not all elves are the same. <laughs> I'm a high elf. You're a wood elf. So tell me how you guys want to approach this situation with the injured drow. Isn't, aren't drow like considered like the lowest of low when it comes to elves? Well, they're just kind of evil. Yeah. Like if you're talking about the good evil spectrum. So when we get people like me who've been raised as a high elf. Oh, drows are probably garbage people. Yeah, because I like I already hate wood elves enough. I want to know how she got here because we're I mean, we we were kind of discussing this about the the connection between the Underdark and the um whatever, because the troglodytes are normally in the Underdark, right? That's what we said. So we can't really ask them, but we could ask her. I know uh, at least Gildob will totally ignore her at first, clean my blade off, set my pack down, and kind of like start getting ready as if to take a short rest. But begrudgingly, we'll go over and attempt to at least stabilize her wounds in the most basic sense. Okay, can you roll me a medicine check? Yeah. Can I, can I help? Was that a thing mm-hmm. that we can do? Can I help yeah. with that? I'm not talking much around the drow, almost like purposely. But so I rolled an 18. Okay. Oh, that's better. You come over and you're like, maybe let me do. <laughs> <laughs> kind of getting this thing where you try something and then Spruce steps in and is like, maybe do this a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. So she's extremely grateful that you have, like, you bandage her up and she's 
like still very weak, uh, but she sort of unsteadily sits up and uh, says, thank, thank you so much. They, they attacked me. They dragged me in here. And I think they were trying to use me as bait. I think they did use it as bait. <laughs> it worked. I guess Gilladob uh, says to Lilith, it's not like I'm unhappy that you're alive, but uh, you can't really blame me for not trusting you. You people don't exactly have a great reputation. So this leaves us in a bit of a weird position. Like, I don't know if you mean us harm. I kind of want to disarm you right now because you could attack at any moment despite your injuries. She looks at you and she says, well, if you're going to disarm me down here, you may as well just kill me and get it over with. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Faze is chanting in the corner. Man, Faze is totally into blood sport. <laughs> I consider it. I'd say like there's a lot going on with being like a deep gnome and coming across a drow because I'm pretty sure the drows kill a lot of my people. She sees you pausing and says, please don't. I'm just down here. I don't mean the four of you any harm. And I'm extremely grateful that you saved me. I got separated from my group. Well, I mean, if you're grateful, there's a lot of information that could be helpful. This is probably the group that's leading the, the footprints that we saw that weren't troglodyte footprints. That's a good point, Bruce. She says, you saw footprints too? So they're not your people? She says, I'm kind of a guide. You, you know that there are explorers people who want to find out what's underneath here because of all this rumored treasure and whatnot. So I hire up my services as a person familiar with the underground. I'm assuming like you, you've been stuck on the surface since the war. Me too. I've kind of been using these little excursions not only to make a living, but hopefully find a way back home. Gildob actually really feels for that. Is that what you're doing down here too? She gets really hopeful for a second. Are you trying to find your way back home? We're not trying to find my way back home, but I'm always trying to find my way back home. Have you seen any, I mean, it's a little hopeful, but have you seen any other deep gnomes or anything down here? And Let, let alone, if you're saying, you know, if what you're saying is true, like you're not with a drow party? I've worked with other drow before, but no, not, not on this occasion. I'm not leading a drow party. I suppose many things have changed since the war. And uh, I'll try and stay open-minded. This is like an after-school special. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys going to date or what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. They just met. That'd be a weird couple, but I won't say no to it. <laughs> Let's get back on track. Well, okay. I, I do appreciate the... Uh, the information so you're you've been separated from the group you were leading so yeah to answer her question we're here for a different reason than to just you know find my people she's a scout though she's a guy yeah. yeah she mm-hmm. may be able to help us find where we're going where are you looking to go she asks yeah That's what this one was right mm-hmm. we're looking for pillars <laughs> we're not just in the game okay <laughs> yeah but don't we're looking for the pillars but don't we need to speak that f- phrase in order to make them appear or something like that so mm-hmm. she wouldn't probably know where they are if they're not there. No, but there could have been markings. There could have been rooms. Okay, yeah, she might have true. seen a room that was like not just bare mm. stone, but something yeah. that looks like, you know, out of the ordinary. Yeah. Did you see that? She says, I have been to the edge of the ruins before, but I've never been in them. I've led people down there before, but they don't come back. So there have been some that come back, but they they're different. Speaking nonsense, speaking things that just, like they've seen something or heard something. I don't know what it is, some some kind of force that pervades the, the darkness down there. So when you say speaking nonsense, it might be nonsense to you, but not to us. What kind of nonsense are they speaking? Like what kind of phrases are they using? What are they saying that would be considered nonsense, which might not be to us because we actually know what's going on down there a bit more. She says sometimes it's gibberish sometimes they don't speak at all sometimes they say just oddly cryptic things like that the darkness is in the deepest recesses of their mind that it's always with them that it sees out of their eyes weird stuff that i don't know about i don't know what it means 
That was the last group that I led down there, and that's actually where we were going now. I would uh, ask you to take us, but you look like you might slow us down. You think you could just draw us a map? Use the, use your blood. Agiladob <laughs> <laughs> is looking to take a short rest here. I mean, we could look for a safer spot, but we're here now. We just killed a bunch of stuff. Okay, a short so rest is what, like 20 minutes? Something like that. Yeah. Even this could be considered a short rest. Part of the short rest, yeah. She says, well, I mean, I would lead you down there, but my current contract pays a lot. Hold on a second. Yeah, one, how do you get paid when your people are dead? I get paid half for up front, and then... Half when they don't return alive. Second of all, we didn't have to come in here and help you out, but you're going to try and gouge us for some more money? Is that what's going on here? Like, <laughs> I understand the business sense, right? I really do. So why don't we work it like this? You've received your first half of the payment already. <laughs> you, the people that would pay you the last half might not be around to do that. You're also not in great shape and need to get out of here alive. So instead of money, why don't you? Why don't we, in fact, pay you with the chance to come with us and get out alive? And I can regale you with my music, which is worth a fortune. Can you roll a persuasion check? Oh, I rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> a one in persuasion. She says, well, listen, my employers are not the, one that, the ones that I'm bringing down here. They're in their service. People who are paying me say that they know that they can see me through certain magical means, whether or not I'm fulfilling my end of the bargain. I look around as if I'm being scried on. (laughs) If I, if I bail on this contract, I'll be in danger. Who are your employers? She says, listen, I don't get involved with politics. I just take the highest paying option. Understandable. But who are your employers was the question. Doesn't matter what politics they're involved in. They now know that what you're doing, which means they know what we're doing, and we can't be seen. So we need to know who now knows about us, and who now knows. <laughs> Can they hear you? It's not like they're watching all the time. I I don't know. She says I'd rather not say. Alright, so using my gift of persuasion, Lilith, Lilith, Lilith. <laughs> Look, we just saved your life. We're here for you. We're a band of friends. These guys have taken me under their wing. They've taught me how to kill things. They're great people. We just want to know who you're working with because we're trying to keep safe. This is a safety issue, not a political issue. All right, roll persuasion. I rolled a 24. She says, fine. Agarand hired me. I'm leading the dragonborn down here. Can we kill her? I wanted to take my sword out and just stab her right there. (laughs) I I was just letting you continue your talking. She says, listen, I really, what I want to do is like find a way back to the Underdark. I'm not judging you for who hires you. I just, we needed to know what was going on. And I'm, they're, prob- they're also looking for the ruins? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I've heard some, some things said, probably that weren't meant to be heard. But they're saying that if they find them, they can, whatever they're going to do down there will, will reopen the passages I don't, I don't know exactly the finer details maybe it's all lies i don't know but hey if you guys want to hire my services i can take you down there but you'd have to guarantee my safety done and done we will guarantee your safety for no fee whatsoever as long as you charge us no fee whatsoever <laughs> friends helping friends and as payment i will include you in a song that i write that i will tell across the lands she realized we could just kill her right now, right? Like, she's well, not really in a people. position to argue here. She's, like, dying. <laughs> she's trying to get money so that she can... Got one more question. I go up. It's like, like all serious end? face. How long is it going to take? How long until, you know, to get to the ruins? If we hired you, if we gave you this money we want. If we went and really traveled as as aggressively as we could... I could get you there in a day. Without a guide, you could be fumbling down and around here in the dark for a week. She says, yeah, I'm saving up for something that might help me find my way back. And I need all the money I can get. Okay. In which case, I have no concept of money. Anyways, and you just said we could get out of this dank and dirty 
cave in a day. Faye's just going to say, yeah, and just like pull out my money purse and just sort of drop it and say, take what you need. <laughs> I'm going to roll an attack. Oh, yep. all right. I'm guessing I can get sneak attack stuff going on since uh, she's totally surrounded. and Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's going to be non-lethal. I'm not a murderer. Okay. All right. You're going to attack her, but how are we going to find her? I'm going to bludgeon her upside of the head, knock her unconscious. But she didn't give us directions. I'm done with this. There's no way we can trust her anyways. And and I've just, yeah. This is a non-win to me, to, to talk like meta, I guess. Even if she said she's going to leave a, lead us there. That's betrayal true. at any point. Yeah. She could walk us into a pit. She could walk us into monsters. Like, there's the so many board. odds yeah, she is being of us by getting the screwed like, other than her helping us. So, yeah, I, I, Gildob kind of just, he at that point, I knew there was going to be like a, a whatever. Um, All right, and there's so, like a follow through, but. So I drop the money. You pull out your sword. 13 plus 8 to hit. Yeah, that would be a hit. Faye's mouth yeah, drops open. Roll all this damage here. <laughs> 15, or 16. As she's sort of stooping down to pick up the satchel of coins, Gildob comes in with the hilt of his dagger and just knocks her out and she falls over. Alright, I pick up the bag of coins and toss it back to you. And then I start taking all her stuff. Tie her up. But I want her hands tied behind her back feet free and then a line of cord behind that so that if she gains consciousness and I say force her to walk in front of me with a rope and her hands tied behind her back that it's not going to be trouble but this one can't be trusted sorry guys <laughs> I'm okay with it yeah. no. well. she was really putting me on edge and I, I just felt we were at threat if we went along with this one any longer threat level was midnight right there yeah <laughs> That's it for us for this week, everyone. Thanks very much for listening. I know what you're thinking. Yes, I definitely messed up the monster abilities for the cave fisher and the troglodytes. Ugh. I was just so excited to be playing again that I forgot how to read rules. Hopefully it won't happen again. Anyways, we're just going to let the outro music take it away because it's so epic. Like, dun 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 dun.